0: Welcome to the Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. Oh, here we go on a Wednesday. It's the Marcus Warren Show, the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and road agent, and author of the Retirement and Tax Playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Wednesday. And to my left, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, Dee? Hello, and happy Wednesday. And remember, if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, throughout the show, we will be offering... A retirement rescue game plan, which is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risks that threaten your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. Now, in that game plan, you'll get a copy of my two books, a few different financial reports, and access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. Now, you may be asking yourself, how can I get my hands on that awesome material, Marcus? Well you can simply order that by going to warrenwealth.net. That is warrenwealth.net. Go to the site, put in your information, and that retirement rescue game plan will be delivered free of charge to your front door via USPS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. So I... uh, I want to start uh, with this. Let's uh, go ahead and jump into a money matters.
1: Here comes the money.
0: Here we go. Money talks.
1: Here comes the money. Money money, money. money, 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 money.
0: All right. So I want to start with this. So today is uh, Wednesday, uh, yes. the 15th. That's right. And um, I want to take everyone back in time. Um, back in time to uh, just last week, okay, because a lot, a lot has a lot has gone on, and um, specifically in the banking industry, and I'm sure the listeners you know uh, what, or may not know, but there's been a lot going on in the banking industry. So, last Wednesday, March eighth, Silicon Valley Bank, the 16th largest bank in the U.S., they said that they needed to raise funds, and they liquidated. 21 billion dollars worth of investments right the next day thursday march 9th customers got wind of this and they panicked and they went to the bank and they attempted to withdraw all their customers attempted to to withdraw 42 billion dollars worth of their funds so by the end of thursday march 9th silicon valley bank They had a negative cash balance of a billion dollars and the stock was down 60%. Then on Friday, March 10th, trading on the stock was halted when the stock fell another 60%. And then the FDIC shut them down. So um, if you've been listening to the news, you've been listening to the pundits, so forth or so on, most people know this. And so the question becomes, you know, what led to the demise of this bank and what triggered this, I'm going to call it a mini banking crisis that's sweeping the U.S. A matter of fact, my mom sent me a text yesterday that basically said, uh, should I be worried about uh, the banking industry? And I'm like, no, mom, not at all. All right. So let's... uh, there always has to be someone to blame, right? Everyone looks for a scapegoat. Everyone looks to blame something when something happens. So I guess you could blame the bank's executives who bet uh, a good portion of their assets, $80 billion on these long-term bonds and, and T-bills that just basically died when interest rates started to go up, basically eviscerating uh, their, uh, their, their, uh, their, their funds and their investments, right? Um, If you want to go back, which a lot of people do, you could blame the Federal Reserve, right? Because when inflation shot up, they were so late to act, and then they overreacted by quickly raising interest rates, right? Just killing investors and their bond portfolios, right? Think about this. Interest rates went from 25 basis points all the way up to 475 basis points. In 12 months. We hadn't seen anything like that since 1979. And so that is why those of you who are out there who had those 60-40 portfolios, and when the stock market went down last year, and then your bond portfolios went down last year, and everything was down last year, you were thinking, wait a minute, I thought when stocks crashed, bonds are a safe haven, not when interest rates are going up. And the Fed, maybe they waited too long and then overreacted and raised them uh, too quickly, but uh, I'm not here to judge that. But you can also blame, how about we blame the interest of the likes of um, Trump, Senate Republicans, the techies in Silicon Valley, bankers, even some, uh, some, some Democrats who back in 2018 rolled back regulations for mid-sized banks basically setting the stage for things like this to happen. And then of course, you could just blame the, the VCs. What are VCs? venture capitalists, right? Um, who basically one week ago, Silicon Valley Bank, they were technically insolvent if you look at their balance sheets, but they were far from being out of business without this massive run on the bank, on its deposits, the bank would have likely kind of puttered along without having to liquidate those long-term bonds. Right now, they put themselves in a bad position uh, because duration risk uh, was a huge risk that they took on. I'm not going to get into that, but... Uh, they probably would have been okay if not for the venture capitalist who, with the assistance of what I call uh, the devil incarnate, social media. And so what happened? Well, Silicon Valley's bank, their leadership, they try to raise those funds, right? They try to get uh, $21 billion. But, uh, but a large venture capitalist fund, founder's fund, They uh, and other uh, VCs, they got wind of this and they said, let me get my money out. And they started to pull their money out. And when other startups heard about this through group chats, Twitter, all the social media, uh, things that are out there. Right. They all raced for the exits. And like I said, Thursday, last Thursday, not even a week ago those customers withdrew 42 billion dollars or let me put it this way one million dollars a second for 10 straight hours resulting in the longest i'm sorry the lar- the largest bank run in history that my friends is what basically happened and so you know when you think about it people think hey um you know, is this anything like FTX or fraud or anything like that? And the answer is no. It's just mismanagement of, of, of funds. They were, SVB was heavily uh, invested in the bond market. And what I've always told people about bonds, and, and it's funny cause, cause, cause last year uh, when bonds and bond funds were going down and the stock market was going down also, I would talk to a lot of my clients. And I would say, because they were asking, wait a minute, how is my whole portfolio down? I know stocks are down, but shouldn't bonds kind of buoy things up and keep things uh, balanced at least? And I was like, well, that's the way it generally happens. But we found ourselves in this weird environment where the stock market, um, at least at the top of you know, 2020, 2021, uh, were at all-time highs. And interest rates were at all-time lows, creating a perfect storm where if the Fed started raising interest rates at the same time the market started going down, then that could spell disaster for retirees and investors. And that's exactly what happened basically last year going all the way through through this year. The stock market started to go down and interest rates started to pick up because inflation was so high. And I always talk about inflation, too many dollars chasing too few products the way that uh, we can uh, lower inflation, we being the American government, uh, the Fed, is by raising interest rates. And that is exactly what happened. Interest rates started to go up. And interest rates and bonds and bond funds, they have an inverse relationship. They kind of work like a a teeter-totter or a seesaw by the way, which I have not seen at a park in years. You know, the seesaw, the teeter totters. I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those, those, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess they're not as fun anymore because I don't know.
1: Or maybe liability. Well, they still
0: still have swings. That's true. And uh, carousels. That's true. (laughs) Anyway. um, And so it kind of works like a teeter totter. So as interest rates go up, the value of your bonds go down. And as interest rates were going up, um, the value of SVB, Silicon Valley banks, bonds were going down at the same time that, in, that their depositors, their clients were asking for their funds. And so they're having to sell a distressed asset or an asset that, going, that, that is going down in value, basically at lower prices. They became a forced seller and you never want to be a forced seller in a down market. And that's exactly where they found themselves. And lo and behold, people are asking for their money. They don't have it because it's lent out. They have bad investments. And there you go, a classic bank run. And so let me uh, go back real quick for a little bit and talk about um, uh, when I talked about uh, some of these rollbacks in legislation um, in 2018 uh, with um, uh, government where they rolled back a lot of the uh, mid-sized bank regulations. So generally on your balance sheets, and I don't want to get too technical, um, when you list your assets, you should list them at their current market value. But that's not the way that it worked out uh, for a Silicon Valley bank because they didn't have to price those bonds at what they were worth at that particular time. If they were they were able to keep their bonds on the balance sheet as their what's called their par value and what they... Basically, if they, were, if they were to hold those bonds until maturity, until they came due, they would basically get that full value back. But in the meantime, the value of that bond can fluctuate. And if you were able to look on a balance sheet, you would be able to see, hey, when we first got these bonds, they were, say, at par, which is 100 bucks. But now, fast forward a couple of years later, because interest rates are starting to go up, the value of our bonds are down. Now these suckers are valued at 75 cents. Right or, or seven? Sorry, seventy-five dollars, and that would have at least thrown up some red flags where they could have gotten some reserves. They could have shored up the balance sheet somehow, but unfortunately, because of lack of regulations, and I'm not saying we need all kinds of regulations around everything, but they were able to always uh, have their balance sheet look nice and pretty when that wasn't the case. So ladies and gentlemen, this isn't a, uh, the, the bank didn't fail because of any kind of fraud or anything like that, like FTX and things of that nature. It was basically mismanagement, mismanagement by their executives and then the classic panic and bank run of its clients. So we're going to dive a little more into this on the next segment. We will be back. You are listening to the Marcus Warren Show. All right. So this is Sia.
1: That's right.
0: And the song is Unstoppable. Yes, it is. Came out in 2016. Okay. So what is that? Seven years ago? Yeah.
1: Unbelievably, yes. Oh, yeah,
0: seven years ago. Um came uh, was a top 40 hit okay in the u.s all right so um, 39 40 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know top 40 hit in the uh okay uh, okay so and i feel like the song uh, when the song actually people start hearing this song recently um, right? right i feel uh, like uh, yeah, it's, that's, uh, it's is, quite, is it because of tiktok
1: probably like probably that's when you start song. hearing stuff yeah I don't know. yeah actually, or in a movie or oh. if it was in a movie yeah
0: that's true yeah so there you go There you go. Welcome back to the show. The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan, which is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risk that threatens your nest egg. We're talking about market risk, inflation risk, and most importantly, tax rate risk. You got to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, all you have to do is go to Warren wealth.net to get that retirement rescue game plan so we uh finished and we were talking about um the uh, bank banking um uh, collapse so to speak of uh, silicon valley bank and then there was another one signature bank um Mm -hmm. a little another smaller one Uh, i think there was one more
1: first uh, republic yeah Mm -hmm. just
0: um some of these smaller banks um and I guess last Friday, uh, that's when the financial regulators announced that they were taking control of the bank, uh, of course causing the largest uh, bank collapse uh, since really since the global financial crisis of uh, 2008. Um, and the California regulators, they closed the banks and the FDIC took uh, charge of its assets. and you know, it was basically a good old fashioned run on the bank, um, of course, set off by a series of, of bad decisions that, uh, the executives made last year. Um, you know, and, you know, it's a big deal for the financial sector. Um, and you got to think about it, uh, SVB had been around since the early 1980s. Uh, it was, like I said earlier, it was the country's 16th largest lender. Um, and its clients were, you know, the, the techies, uh, Silicon Valley, the Silicon Valley bank. Right. Mm-hmm. And so on Sunday, um, the Biden administration basically uh, said that um, Silicon Valley's customers and Signature's customers, that they're the, the, the depositors, that they're going to made be made whole, even if their accounts exceeded uh, two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. That's covered under federal law. So let's do this. Let's let's take a step back and let's talk about the FDIC and when we talk about depositor insurance. So when you uh, go into a bank and you have a relationship with with the bank, whether you're a business or an individual, um, generally there's what's called FDIC insurance. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation is the FDIC. And they basically insure your money in case of a bank collapse of up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So anything that's over that amount is generally not covered. And in the case, which really you know doesn't apply to most most Americans, most Americans don't have to worry about it. You know, like I said, my mom asked me earlier, "Hey, do I have to worry about banks collapsing and things of that nature?" And I was like, "No, mom, you don't have to worry because um, you're obviously under that threshold uh, where even if something did happen, you would be FDIC insured." Um, but in the case of this bank, uh, who dealt with uh, a lot of um, venture capitalist who under the venture capitalist umbrella, they have a lot of uh, companies that, that, and small, uh, small companies, that, well, small companies in, 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 the, in the general sense, um, that are, um, uh, that have, that exceed that $250,000. As a matter of fact, I think it was like 93 or so percent of their depositors were at risk, meaning that they had uh, deposits of over that uh, $250,000 threshold. But like I said, the Biden administration said, you know what, Um, uh, don't worry about it because it's going to be covered under federal law. And, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty about how, um, you know, this collapse uh, would have affected the rest of the economy um, and how this government intervention is going to be going to be received by the general public. Um, Now, the Biden administration, they underscored the fact. They made it truly aware that this is not a bailout, people. It's not a bailout. And it's not really clear. And I don't think that that's how most uh, people will will actually uh, perceive this. Because I've already been asked by, by some of my clients. And um, I know when I go to the barbershop, they're going to be talking. They talk about everything uh, from sports to Uh, investments, to bank collapses, to what's the big news of the day. And I'm sure they're going to say, yep, the government bailed bailed, uh, another bank out. And really, you know, there's there's a lot of nuance to that. Um, You know, first of all, um, they didn't bail the bank out. They basically are helping the depositors. Um, The bank employees, uh, from what I understand, they're all gone. Um, if you had bank stock, um, and it's, it's gone to zero, it's still at zero. Um, you know, obviously when you invest in the stock, you take on that risk of losing all of your money. And that's basically what, what, what has happened. Basically what they've tried to do is they tried to help the depositors and the small businesses who were kind of caught in, uh, the crosshairs of the series of bad decisions and bad communication from um, uh, SVB or Silicon Valley, yeah, Silicon Mm -hmm. Valley uh, Bank. Um, And so, you know, one of the things that that I've been asked and and I've been looking into is, um, you know, what are going to be the ripple effects, you know, across the economy uh, as a whole? I know, um, you know, the the market on Tuesday, everything kind of bounced back, things seem to be fine. Um, um, And so, you know, we'll kind of have to see you know, what, what happens, you know, and uh, if, if uh, there's any other ripple effects that, uh, that, um, that, that happened because of this. Um, I have been asked what would have happened if the Biden administration wouldn't have stepped in. Um, And, you know, who knows, I I think panic, (laughs) because that because that's what happens. And and like I said earlier, you know, social media amped up Mm -hmm. This run on the bank and the panic. And, um, you know, once uh, founders funds started taking their money out and having their companies take their money out, and it got wind and it spread like wildfire on social media where you go back to even 2008 or you go back to 1998, (laughs) it probably would not have been a contagion uh, like the way it is now. And so, you know, by uh, stepping in, the Biden administration stepping in, they had to contain what could have been um, really, I, I almost want to say a, a, a misread, um, you know, run on all of the banks. Yeah. Because, you know, this is kind of niche. Um, you know, it's a mini banking crisis. That's what I call it, called it well, I went on, on my open. And, um, you know, the message is that Biden wanted to get through is that, hey, the banking system is safe. And so um, it would have been... Uh, you know pandemonium yeah I think if he wouldn't uh if, if they wouldn't have they, come in and they said had to, something
1: they had to step in and do something you know I'm on social media so on <laughs> Saturday um after FDIC took over the bank on Friday on Saturday there were all sorts of videos posted of lines in front of other regional banks um where people are are basically lined out the door trying to take their money out of those banks and so that like you said that kind of panic spreads on social media and then even on the news when the news is reporting on it constantly without, you know, letting people know, hey, FDIC insurance, you're probably not going to be affected unless you have over $250,000 in your account.
0: Right. And, you know, it's, um, <laughs> it, it it's funny because, um, you know, how people, uh, how this always turns political.
1: Yeah. You know, in of regards
0: to you know, it's a bailout. Is it a bailout? Is it not a bailout? Um, of course the Biden administration is saying it's not. Um, you have your other folks who are, who may or may not be running for, for president here coming up saying that, Hmm, I think it might be right. Of course. Um, you know, they're saying that, you know, taxpayers are not going to be paying for this. Um, we're firing the executives, uh, investors who have suffered the losses, uh, too bad for you. Um, but then you even have your Bernie Sanders and your uh, um, <laughs> yes. Elizabeth Warrens who, you know, they, they're they a little skeptical, too, right. if it is or if it's not a bailout and if taxpayers are going to be caught on the hook. But we'll have to see how that how that plays out. But it is going to be interesting, um, especially as something that happened uh, in the banking industry. Now is going to be politicized here, and uh, I know I'm going to get sick of hearing uh, the political uh, pundits and, and and their views on all of this. But uh, it's unfortunate, but you know it's that classic run on the bank um, wasn't fraud, but um, you know uh, the the government stepped in and, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, we kind of keep our uh, ears uh, close to the, to the grindstone to figure out, you know, what's going on. And we always want to keep our listeners and our clients um, updated on what's, uh, what's popping off in the financial uh, industries and uh, in the financial news. So coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, this banking failure and this banking debacle and then we'll answer some of your emails. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. All right. Got little Kelly Clarkson.
1: That's
0: right. Now, um, this is young Kelly Clarkson. This song came out in 2011. Okay. Yes It's called Stronger Or what doesn't kill you Stronger So yeah that's, that's I'm just reading What yeah. it says here Number one in the US Number eight in the UK So
1: Did this come out Right after she won American Idol
0: I don't remember When she won American Maybe Idol Maybe it was earlier She was the very the first 2000s. one It was yeah. No this is like Her second uh, album Or something okay. like that Because this wasn't One of her first singles I don't know I just know that I did watch that first season. Yeah. And I rooted for the other guy, Justin Guarini. Oh, no. I did, even though I knew that she could really, really, really sing. Oh, yeah, she's good. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan. Now, what is our retirement rescue game plan? Well, it's a packet of information that includes two of my books, the Tax and Retirement Playbook. Uh, a lot of different financial reports, and you get access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. And you can get that free of charge by going to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. Put in your information and a physical packet of information will be delivered to your front door free of charge via USPS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. And so we've spent uh, most of the show today on uh, the banking collapse of uh, um, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature, um, mainly SVB, because that got most of the headlines, Um, you know, simply because I know that um, I had a lot of questions about it. Um, Are we back in 2008? Uh, Should I be worried? Um, A lot of clients, like I said, my mother, you know, uh, sent me a text earlier Asking me if um, if she should be worried, um, and you know, generally speaking, you know the answer is 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 no. Um, you know, I do know that we're going to hear more of this. Uh, we talked about who who may be who may or may not be to blame, finger pointing, the politics, the politicization. Damn, does that even make any sense? Mm-hmm. What did I say?
1: Politicization.
0: There you go. You said it way better than me. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, it, it's going to be out there. I know that um, when people first saw the bailout, not bailout, Um, you know, they, they feel that, you know, the, you know, economy um, and those in power that they help the rich, but it hurts those who aren't uh, as well off. Um, You know, they claim the, the, the consumer financial protection bureau that was founded uh, back when we had the crash uh, of 2008, uh, that was founded to, to protect uh, uh, individual investors and individual financial consumers, um, you know, uh, from uh, the powers that be, so to speak, of uh, of hiding fees and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, that is uh, under scrutiny, you know, potentially, you know, about to be dismantled uh, by the Supreme Court. Um you know, so that's so you know the average individual investor is like, dang, we we always get the um, uh, the short end of the stick um, when we talk about student loan forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Biden wants to um, give people student loan forgiveness, and uh, of course that's on hold, and it might be overturned. That would have benefited the consumer, right? right. So that's on hold, waiting on who? The Supreme Court to decide, I guess, on, on something, um, you know. And so, and then they look and they're like, wait a minute. Um, you know, these uh, borrowers, the, con- the average individual investors and borrowers are the least savvy financial consumers that you have out there. And then you have um, Silicon Valley companies and banks who are supposed to know what they're doing. Aren't they the smart people? They are. Supposed to know what, 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 mm-hmm. what they're doing. They're pulling us into the 22nd, century not That's the 21st right. the 22nd century yes. right and they should know what they're they're doing they should manage their risk accordingly and uh, when they don't for some reason they're immediately made whole and so we're going to everybody brace yourselves for a bunch of that talk kind of moving forward probably all the way through election season I, oh, election yeah. season <laughs> Definitely. I would, um, yes um, you know and uh, you know I'm not here um, you know trying to politicize anything or say who, or who, who is out there to blame, but what you have to think of when you are that average individual investor, that retiree uh, or that person listening who is just trying to save money for whatever goal uh, you may have, you always have to focus on your own personal economy. I can't say it enough. Uh, you can't get caught up in um, uh, the minutia and the gobbledygunk of uh what the media is throwing out there because it doesn't apply to you I mean Silicon Valley Bank who were their who were their clients how much money did they have I mean because it's it's insane
1: most of them most of us probably haven't heard of because they're either fintech companies or some sort of tech companies of that nature but we've got some Names you might have heard of, like Roku. Oh, Roku,
0: 487
1: million dollars. That's what they had there. That's what they had, um, in in yes, in Roku. deposits at SVB. So that 250,000 FDIC <laughs> insurance was not enough to cover their 487 million,
0: but they got uh, they got a little help.
1: They're good now, yes. Um, Roblox, hey, that's which, my, uh, kid. you have my kids, yeah, my kids just
0: love Roblox. Some of the parents they have out money there.
1: there, yes, they had 150 million dollars in deposits. Mm. And That's then a, another one that I've heard of is Lending Club, Yeah, $21 million in deposits there.
0: Wow. So, you know, so, um, you know, so when I'm asked by clients or my mother, you know, what's going on? Should I be worried? You know, the answer is generally no. Focus on your own personal economy. Obviously, if you have, um, you know, more money than the what the FDIC insures in a particular bank, um, you know, if you're depending on what what bank you have it in. And if you're risk averse, you know, maybe you do want to diversify out a little more. Um, You know, uh, on on the break, we were talking about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is an NBA player for the Milwaukee Bucks, um, who makes a significant amount of money. And, uh, you know, word, you know, word on the street is that, you know, he spreads his money out amongst banks, you know, 15, 20 different banks out there. And so um, if you're that type, um, then do what you have to do. But, you know, I always say, you know, focus on your personal economy. What is going on with your, uh, with the money you have coming in versus what is going out. And that is what, you know, for the most part needs to be managed. If you have questions, that's when you get with a good fiduciary advisor who can guide you along and you know, provide assistance on your specific uh, situations, uh, situation, and really, you know, I think that um, we got caught up in this era of cheap money, whether it's uh, the individual or Silicon Valley, the 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 tech bros, um, and, you know, and on Silicon Valley where interest rates were so low, so low for so long, people got used to making it rain so to speak, making it rain dollar bills, being able to get cheap money uh, take risk on things like uh, cryptocurrencies uh, take risk in uh, venture capitalists they could borrow money, invest in a bunch of different startups and money spread out and some you know if some hit it big, they're good to go, others you know fall to the wayside they're fine because the ones that hit it big buoyed it up because money was cheap. And as interest rates started to go up, and even from from an individual investor standpoint, when we think about the housing market, rates were low. And what did the housing market do? And what did people start doing? They started refinancing their homes, taking, pulling money out, cash out refis to do remodels or buying homes. Home prices skyrocketed up because money was cheap. And... Um, the chickens always come home the roost. Oh, and then of course we have uh our former president Trump and then Biden during the um um pandemic just shelling out money to Americans which of course created a glut of savings which resulted in this high inflation. There's always ripple effects. There's a cause and effect. Every action has an equal opposite reaction to um what happens. So, when money is out on the streets, prices go up. We have this inflation, this high inflation, and what happens? Well, the Fed has to come in and they have to raise interest rates. And that era of cheap money stopped. SVB, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, got caught in the crosshairs, and here we are. And what you have to make sure of from your personal economy is that as you look at your investments, as you look at the income that's coming in, as you look at your savings, where are the blind spots Where are you at risk? Maybe you don't know. Do you have, is your money diversified from a a financial standpoint? Is your money diversified from a tax standpoint? Those are the things that you have to kind of think about. And I think when stuff like this happens, um, that's when you have to take a step back and not worry about um, what's going on with Roku or Roblox, but what's going on with your finances, where you have your money, how it's invested, you know, do you have that FDIC insurance at the banks? And make sure that your financial plan is sound because that is what matters in the end. You have to make sure that you're working with a good fiduciary advisor that can guide you along. And if not, then maybe you do need to request that retirement rescue game plan that I talk about at the opening of every segment. But anyway, I digress. All right, coming up next, we're going to get into some news you can use and news you can't use. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. All right. So, got a little a Lipa. That's right. There you go. And the song is uh, called New Rules, which came out in 2017.
1: Okay.
0: Number six in the U.S. All right. Number one in the U.K.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: I'm uh, my, uh, my daughter loved the song. I would do a little performance, you know, how kids do these days.
1: One of the TikToks. Yep, a TikTok. <laughs>
0: you know. But uh, there you go. All right. Welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That is warrenwealth.net, and you will receive... Via USPS, a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the threats that threaten your nest egg. We're talking about market risk, inflation risk, and most importantly, tax rate risk. You have to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, go to warrenwealth.net to get that retirement rescue game plan. Now, time for some news you can use.
1: All right, well, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said that strong and sustained economic activity to start the year could prompt central bank officials to accelerate interest rate increases and will likely lead them to lift rates more than expected due to high inflation. Uh oh. might. Changes mind though, considering what just uh, what just happened with the bank collapse with SVB. But um, but you know when you look at the economy, unemployment is at its lowest in fifty three years. U.S. employers adding hundreds of thousands of jobs five hundred thousand jobs in January, three hundred thousand jobs in February. Of course, employers in leisure, hospitality, retail, and healthcare are adding are the ones that are adding workers transportation warehouse finance and manufacturing companies are cutting employers some tech companies are also cutting employers but the rate of cuts is not at the same pace as the obviously rate of new jobs being created so um unemployment's low yeah consumer spending's high people are like you talk about with the eye test people are out spending money people are going to restaurants people are traveling people are buying and they're, clothes tra- and they're and traveling
0: and it's goods. insane because mm-hmm. airline prices are off the uh-huh. charts yes. and airports are still packed. And so, yeah, I, I if it wouldn't have been for um, this bank collapse, I was going to talk about today. Um, uh, this show, I was going to talk about this uh, recession. Yes, that everyone's still waiting on. Yes, right. I was going to recession
1: that's going to happen th- here that's soon. Supposed
0: to be happening soon, yes. but we've had, what added five hundred thousand jobs. Yes, uh, consumer sentiment is pretty positive. Yes, and it's just interesting. Um, you know, and, and and the market is uh, still up so far yeah. this year, even with. You know, five five days of 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 down markets uh, overall. The market, you know, unbeknownst to most people, if if you were to watch some of the doom and gloom and news, you would think that. You know, the economy and the market's horrible. Mm -hmm. And when you really kind of just, just all you got to do is look and say, oh, okay. So I guess the, you know, the Dow Jones is relatively flat, but the S&P 500 is up. The Russell 2000 is, is up so far this year. Of course that all could change, but right now things seem to be uh, halfway decent.
1: And in uh, December, (laughs) Fed officials thought that basically their target rate is around 5%, 5 .5%. 5.5%. They're around 475 right now, as you mentioned earlier. So, I think we should expect to see some more rate increases. I think I just saw recent inflation numbers showed we're on pace as I think it was six percent is our inflation year over year um, at this time last year. So, it's it's going down. It's
0: gone down mm-hmm. um, every every month since its high. Yes. Um, and and so so there you are. And you know the year's not over yet, but yep. I know on our uh, 2023 prediction show. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, so good. We're on, on point. Uh, I mean, it's early. We're on it's early. Point. Things yeah. could change in yes. a minute. Nobody knows.
1: We'll see, though. We'll see. All right, what else? Okay, some Americans are claiming Social Security years before their full retirement age out of fear that their benefits will be cut once the program runs short on cash. So, in June, the trustees of the Social Security Trust Fund projected a 23% cut in retirement benefits if Congress fails to act on the program's finances before 2034. In such a situation, benefits would be financed mainly by the money that the government collects through payroll taxes on wages for Social Security, and that is currently falling short of covering the program's full costs. Um, But and it's unclear how many retirees are taking Social Security early because of anxiety, or whether they just really just need the money, just need the cash earlier.
0: Yeah, when 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 you think about it, um, there are the percentage of people that take Social Security early. Mm -hmm. More more take it at 62 than um, full retirement age. And that is mainly because of of, of need. And one of the things that isn't talked about often is um, retirement age. Um, The average retirement age um, is right around 62, 63. And most of the time, it's a forced retirement um, where you're laid off, you lose your job, or it's, uh, let's face it, it's ageism, where if you're 60 plus still trying to get into the workforce, it's tough to find uh, a job where you're not underemployed. Um, and so what what we generally see is most people claim Social Security a lot earlier than that full retirement age. It's just the facts.
1: Yeah. Yep. And you've talked about it before. Social Security's finances are under pressure just because of the aging U.S. population. The number of workers contributing into the trust fund through payroll taxes is rising at a slower rate than the increase in people who are taking money out simply because the baby boomer generation is coming, you know, to that age of retirement and generations after them didn't have as many kids.
0: Yeah, there's um, there's a, uh, uh, a crisis in the fact that, you know, our population growth has basically... Decline, meaning that young folks aren't having kids like the baby boomer They're called the baby boomers, yes, because they, you know, that generation um, uh, is. We have a lot of old people and not enough people in the workforce support so supporting uh, the uh, retirees and the old people who are starting to retire. We got 10,000 baby boomers retiring each day and they will for the next few years and they're going to stop putting money into the system and want to take money out in the form of social security and medicare and right now in its current form meaning things could change we just don't have those funds to support it. Yes. And people there is a way that they can get more money to support uh, these uh, programs, entitlement programs. What is that? Taxes. They uh, can raise taxes. That's what they could do. So you know, just kind of think of those things.
1: Funny, they did that in the '80s. They mm. uh, raised the amount of Social Security that is subject to taxation simply because they needed to find a way to mm-hmm. help fund the program.
0: Absolutely. Let's. Uh, you got one more.
1: Let's do it. Speaking of TikTok, TikTok is adding a 60-minute screen time limit for users under the age of 18 in an effort to get young people to become more aware of how much time they spend on the app. It's probably a lot longer than 60 minutes a day. So no the
0: doubt. Oh my <laughs> the, gosh.
1: The video app will automatically add the new limit to every account belonging to young users in the coming weeks. Minors will have to enter basically a passcode if they want to stay on but beyond the 60-minute time limit. So that's all you
0: have to do. Yeah. I mean,
1: Right. So I wonder if young people are going to figure out a way around this time limit. But all you got to
0: do is put in a passcode. So like you just put in your own passcode. You, put, you
1: put in just, a passcode. Yes, wow. I don't know who sets up the passcode. You can also just lie about your age when you set up an account and yeah, suddenly you, you don't have, have, to have go that back limit. And change
0: it. I don't know. Yes. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's, that's...
1: TikTok's the most downloaded app in 2022. It's become a magnet for children and teens. Yeah. And while. Uh, it is intended for users 13 and older young children do have access to the platform of course but there's parental controls that you can set up um, to limit screen time but they're they're, you know just trying to initiate something to I think, I think it's a PR move more so than anything else. They've that's gotten all it some is. bad press.
0: That's a lot of bad, bad press. I mean, you got to think, this is, you know, from uh, the CCP, yes. the China Communist Party. And yes. They have access to all-American homes. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, it's basically, uh, I call it spyware.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, Our phones gosh, are always spying yes. on us.
0: Thank you for that news you can use. And I know that that's not what satiates everybody people want more they don't want more news you can use they basically want the news you can't use
1: a california man recently set a guinness world record
0: okay for what for this is, this is gonna be
1: dumb oh this is gonna be really <laughs> good for the most consecutive visits to disneyland theme park 2,995 straight days of visiting Disneyland theme park. That breaks down to eight years, three months, and 13 days of consecutive visits to Disneyland. And do you know what shut him down from visiting Disneyland? COVID. COVID. They closed the theme park due to COVID, (laughs) and they killed his streak. He probably would still be going To this day.
0: Okay, so does he have like a season pass? He gets the season
1: pass each year.
0: Each year, and and he
1: got. He he said it initially started with. uh, He was gifted. A, a, a ticket to the theme park because a birthday gift or something, or New Year's gift one uh, one day, and then just decided... How old is this in guy? In 2012... Just um, say how old he is, because that's I ridiculous. I think, getting towards retirement age at of course this he is. point. He can't,
0: I mean, he can't have a job. He has to be living off of, of somebody, have a, a benefactor or something. You can't go there and then just walking in, checking the box, and walking out. like uh, you know. And who started counting, and, and, and how, I guess... Did they have tracking like that eight years ago so they know that uh, – What's this, what's this guy's there? name he um, has his name? I don't have his uh, name. You know, John Smith. John yes. – uh We'll call him Goofy. How about we, John okay. Goofy? John Goofy, yes. So you got, uh, you know, him going out there. Yes. And, I mean, who, who's he, clicking? I'm I don't sure. know. Yeah, because
1: to get a Guinness World Record, you have to prove it. So I don't, you know, I don't know if he has ticket stubs from before it was electronic or – That's right, eight Or what, yeah. Uh, it's, yes, it's but, you like know, it's official, of so – they there's some record keeping. Yes. A lot of he says it, time. It, it was like my gym. It was my happy hour. It was entertainment all in one package. Okay. Instead of paying separate memberships to do different things, I just go to Disneyland.
0: <laughs> there you go. That is uh, that's insane. I mean what a grown man. That's kind of creepy too. It is a little <laughs> Am I right, people? It's a little, Am little I right? weird. A little weird. A anyway, little weird. Yeah, a lot weird. A lot weird. All right. Thank you, D. For that news you can't use. And we all know what that music means. It means we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week. And most importantly, take it easy. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.